Well, good morning and um, can I say again, welcome to church. We're so glad that you have decided to tune in and join us as we gather online this morning. Uh, in our first week of lockdown 2.0, um, I'm sure there is mixed feelings all around at the moment, but we're really glad that you've decided to tune in with us this morning um, and we're really glad that you're here. So. I'm going to be bringing the word this morning and I'm excited. At first when I heard the sort of series we were doing, I thought, yeah, that'll be a cool one to listen to. And then Pastor Brad said, oh, I'd like you to preach one of these weeks. And I thought, oh, gosh, do I have anything interesting to say about this topic? And, and truthfully, in this season of lockdown, as we speak about what our next steps um, in faith um, and in church life might be, our steps towards God and toward church and toward mission. Um, when we first spoke about it, we weren't uh, in this round two, stage three lockdown. We were, um, you know, excited for what may be coming. We were excited about lifting restrictions. We were excited and I was thinking, yes, I can speak about this idea in, in terms of as we come back in, what can we bring with us and what can we do differently? And now here we are in our homes again, wearing masks. My mask is just there. Um, in stage three lockdown and I thought how how will I speak uh, to our church community about um, next steps and fresh steps toward church in this lockdown season where we can't attend church we can't physically be together um, and and I prayed a lot about it and I think I hope and pray this morning that God uh, has something to say to us uh, through the scripture about um, how we do community together even in this season where we can't physically be together so if you don't know about our next steps they sit normally when you're sitting in church they're one of those cards they're listed on one of those cards on the back of the seat in front of you um, and, and it is steps toward God steps towards church and steps toward mission and uh, last week Brad sort of set up this um, series really well and I enjoyed it so much that I actually listened to it again so if you haven't heard it I highly recommend jumping on our YouTube or, or um, wherever you listen to podcasts you can find our sermon podcast um, and listening to Pastor Brad's sermon from last week because it was a really really uh, challenging one, um, but also a really um, sort of exciting one when we consider all that is ahead of us still. So I want to give uh, a little shout out actually to my Ignite tribe, to the youth ministry and the youth leaders. I know a lot of you are tuning in this morning as well or catching up later. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to you guys because in youth ministry actually these three core ideas are three ideas that we talk about a lot and we do a lot of our teaching around uh, these three ideas of taking steps in faith uh, and that this is how we do it. And actually in youth ministry we call them uh, truth-seeking, tribe-dwelling and storytelling. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to the Ignite tribe and I wanted you to know that this is how the grown-ups, this is what the grown-ups call, uh, call our cool ideas. Um, no, but Ignite tribe, I love you and um, we're Zooming again and I can't wait until we can be back together physically. So just a little um, youth pastor shout out to her team and people. I love you guys. So... I guess I should start by saying, obviously, these three ideas don't just, we didn't just pluck them out of nowhere. They come from scripture. Uh, they come from the Great Commandments and the Great Commission. So um, Brad spoke last week, obviously, about uh, the first Great Commandment. And today I'm going to speak about the second one, which is steps toward church or 
um, in, in youth ministry speak, it would be what we call tribe dwelling, how we do community together. Um, I'm going to read Matthew 22, 36, from verse 36, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And that is what Brad spoke about last week. And verse 39 says, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. How we love those around us is so important that here Jesus calls it like, compares it and says it is like this. Love the Lord your God and like that, love your neighbour as yourself. John uh, chapter 13 verse 36 says it this way, so now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other just as I have loved you. You should now love one another. Your love for one one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. One another is a phrase that we hear so many times in scripture. And I've actually got a little list here that I got from an article I was reading this week and I just wanted to share some of them quickly with you. Uh, Love one another from John 35, obviously, but then also uh, in Romans 15, 7, welcome one another. In 1 Corinthians, it says to care for one another. In 2 Corinthians, it says agree with one another. In Galatians, it says bear one another's burdens. In Ephesians, it says that we should forgive one another. In Colossians, teach one another. In 1 Thessalonians, do good to one another. In James um, chapter 5, verse 16, it says, confess to one another in first peter chapter 4 verse 19 it says show hospitality to one another the one another's um, if you've been around church for a while if you've been a christian for a while you would have heard people talk about the one another's um, you know it's a bit of a phrase that sometimes gets used those one another's and this morning i want to unpack this idea of what one another means and and what how it affects us I think in the culture we live in, when you think about Brad's uh, story last week, honestly, if you haven't listened to Pastor Brad last week, go back and listen. But he, he told a story about when he was a young guy and a friend of his ate too much pizza at Pizza Heart and threw up. And it, it was a bit of a gross story, to be honest. Um, vomit is gross. Apologies for bringing it up again. Uh, when he was talking about that story, makes me think of and he likened it to this culture that we live in that says that um, we're constantly constantly being told we can have what we want and we can do what we want and we can be what we want and we can have it all exactly right now and we can just we can have it all and consume it all and uh, that that will satisfy us and that we bring this attitude to church and perhaps we bring this attitude to the way that we do community together and so when we hear a list like that that says one another one another one another, loving, caring for, um, challenging, encouraging, praying for, whatever, whatever's on that list, that we, th- we hear that and we think, great, people will treat me this way, love me this way, care for me this way, how good will that be for me? But actually for, for the church to shine in all of her glory, each of us with Christ at the head need to play our part in the body, uh, in, in creating a culture that that is like this, where the one another's, where we love and support one another. Um, And that is, you know, a call for each of us, for me and for you, that we would participate in this one another. Does that make sense? 
Um, so together we do this. The one another's only creates an empowering environment where we all participate in the cult when we all participate in that culture together. The Bible, particularly the New Testament, is packed with tips and teaching and um, instruction uh, for the church about Christian living and how we are to live in community together. And I just wanted to touch on two aspects of that this morning and perhaps answer a couple of key questions. So this is the questions as we head into it. What is church community supposed to look like? And, and what do our next steps slash fresh steps toward church look like in this time of lockdown. I just want to read to you from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, because I think this is a really good grounding verse for us this morning. Let us consider how to stir one another up in love and good works, not neglecting in meeting together as is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another uh, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I think there's three sort of key little sections here we pull out. The stirring one another up, the meeting together, and the encouraging one another. Uh, this idea of challenging and encouragement, and also the meeting together. So obviously at the moment, meeting together is difficult, but I think the other two we can touch on quite well this morning. So first off, I want to talk about um, challenge, what it is to be stirred up by one another. Let us consider how to challenge one another and stir one another up to good work. In uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you so richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs in the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. When the message of Christ, when, when the good news of the gospel dwells richly among you, you will be able to teach and admonish and share wisdom with each other. I think one of the key uh, ideas here with, with this scripture and this statement is with all wisdom. Believers are expected to uh, keep each other accountable and challenge one another and um, hold each other to a, a high standard, to sharpen one another, to, um, scripture often says to admonish one another. You know, we, we are called to, um, to, to do the tough, have the tough conversations with one another. Um, but with wisdom and gratitude in our hearts. And I actually think most of us, like, again, perhaps we hear this uh, and we're, ha we're really happy with the idea of challenge. Like, yes, yep, yep, that sounds really good. And then when it happens to us, when somebody challenges us on something or holds us accountable to something, it can be a little painful almost um, because it can be hard to... Um, to, it can feel like a confrontation, it can feel like harsh feedback, it can feel critical, it can feel... And so I think it's really key and important that we do this um, in, a, in a community of love and that we do this um, from the love that we mentioned at the beginning, that it's by our love for one another that people will know we're the disciples, that the great commandments are like, love the Lord your God and love people. And in, in loving people, part of that is challenging them to be who it is that God is calling them to be. But it has to begin with love. Um, so the challenge uh, here is from a position of love and unity from the body of Christ. We're called not um, to just challenge other people and stir them up, but also to receive that. Um, it can be easy to look at somebody else and be critical of their behaviour and what they're doing and think if they just did this differently, if they just did that differently, if they just knew that I could help them fix that. Um, and uh, be criti perhaps critical toward others 
But that's not what this idea of challenging one another is about. Uh, I always think uh, of this scripture that um, is in, I haven't got the reference here, but it's when um, when they're picking the king and they said, do you have another son? Do you, he says, do you have another son? Do you have another son? He says, yeah, my son's like way out in the back field. I can get him, but like he's nothing special. And, and um, it says, the Lord does not... See, as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so when it comes to challenging one another, I think it's important to remember that God is not um, in the business of behaviour modification. He's in the business of life transformation. He doesn't see um, our outward appearance or our our outward goodness or badness. Uh, He sees our heart, and so should we as we challenge uh, one another. Uh, it can be easy to see others and just think if they did something differently, but we must keep this um, at, at the core, that it comes from love and, and it is about heart issues that we challenge one another. It is about heart issues that we, we get to the core of, not about um, a, a stern telling off because of behaviour. Does that make sense? So my challenge for you this morning is not so much to um, dive, dive into all the people that you think, oh, well, yeah, I know their heart issues, I could help them with that. But actually, I think the challenge as we try and uh, flip this um, our thinking on its head around community and church in this time is to not uh, be closed off to feedback that we may receive or a challenge that we may receive or, um, uh, you know, that other people... Um, in, in love and in the scope of the kingdom of God may have something they um, can share with us that will grow us and challenge us and um, make us more like Jesus because that is the goal. And it must happen in love as we sharpen one another. It must happen in love. So the first sort of thing I want to say about as we take our next steps toward church and toward community is um, to challenge others but also be challenged uh, and be open to being challenged. All right, I want to read to you from um, a book in the Bible that um, we don't... I, I, I haven't read from super often. Uh, I have read from from it, um, but it's one of those sort of like shorter ones and, and you, you know, when you're looking for like something really punchy, sometimes you go for the heavy hitters, you know, you're looking for like Romans or Hebrews or uh, the Gospels or... Um, I'm going to read to you from 1 Thessalonians um, and it's from chapter 5, verse 11 to 18. But first I want to give you a little bit of context. So, this letter, uh, it's a letter and it's written to a church and the church here, are, um, they're eagerly awaiting the return of Jesus and in fact they're, they're so eagerly awaiting his return that they are sort of um, a bit disconnected and a bit um, not as effective as they could be in sharing the gospel. Um, they're a small church. Um, and there is lots of other sort of things happening in, in and around the city that they're in. Um, and they're sort of getting drowned out a little bit um, because there's so much happening, but also because they've become a little apathetic. They're just eagerly awaiting the return of Jesus. And that's sort of one of the main themes of the letter is, is the coming of, of Jesus. But also one of the other main themes toward the end of, of the letter in the, in the, in the signing off, um, in the last encouragements to the church is uh, loving one another. So I'm going to read to you um, from sort of toward the end of 1 Thessalonians. It says this, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, 
just as in fact you are doing. Now ask your brothers and sisters to acknowledge those who are working hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and whom admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, um, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. And make sure nobody... Um, pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for it is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Church, you and I are designed to live uh, as members of the body of Christ. We're told in scripture again and again to encourage one another. And I want to again this morning sort of challenge our perspective on this a little bit. Um, I really struggled in the last section not to say I want to challenge you and encourage you because so often these things um, come paired together but I really wanted to separate them out this morning and and speak about our attitude about challenge and, and receiving and giving challenge and also receiving and giving encouragement. Uh, We're told so often in scripture to encourage one another, challenge and encourage one another. And so I think it's important to couple these things together. Um, And again, I want to flip this on its head a little bit. We all love to be encouraged. But I think the challenge is that we need to be proactive in encouraging others. I was thinking of this um, sort of analogy of running a race, which is not an uncommon one um, as, as a biblical um, analogy. We hear this idea of running a race, and I, um, I'm not a good runner. I have the Run Keeper app, and there's a few, few of the uh, boys from church also have it. Um, and I see them running 5 to 10K, and I my personal PB is now 3K. <laughs> And maybe for some of you that's a lot, but for someone who runs, that's not a lot. Anyway, so I was thinking about running. And I was thinking about um, when we, if we were running a race together. Imagine uh, you and a friend and we're running a race together <clears throat> and your friend is doing the real hard job of trying to breathe, run and talk all at the same time just to encourage you and say, come on, we've got this, we've got this, only another K to the end, we've got this, finish strong, we can do it and is really encouraging you. And because of their encouragement to you and because of their, um, their encouragement over your life and what you're doing, you're like, yes, I can do it. Thank you for that encouragement and it spurs you on. And uh, it spurs you on to finish the race really well. And in fact, at the end of the race, you um, sprint forward and you overtake your friend. um, And they're feeling really flat and defeated because they've been doing the hard work. Like running and talking and breathing, like that's too many things to be doing at once, in my opinion. I can run and most of the time while I'm running, I'm also breathing. (laughs) Uh, So your friend, they've been doing this hard work but now they're feeling really defeated and you run through the finish line and you collapse at the end and you celebrate and your friend is really struggling and in need of encouragement Um, but it doesn't cross your mind to encourage them. Imagine how flat that friend would feel or, or how disheartened they would feel. And perhaps it's, you know, an extreme kind of example, but I do think things like this um, can happen in church. We love to receive encouragement, but perhaps sometimes we don't actively seek to give it. And I think um, it, it is said in scripture so often, encourage one another, encourage one another, encourage one another to continue in your faith, encourage one another to, to move forward, encourage one another. Um, 
it, it's not for a few people to do. It is for all of us to encourage one another. And so can I challenge you this morning that if you love to receive encouragement, again, become a part of the culture of this church, that we become a church of encouragers. Um, encourage those around you. If you see someone doing something great, encourage them. Uh, spur them on in their faith. Um, now, in different seasons, different people need different things, certainly. So uh, if you are you know, in a valley um, and those those Christian brothers and sisters have come around you and encouraged you and are praying for you and supporting you and helping you and you've, you just now thought, I never encouraged them. I ne Please don't hear that kind of judgment because in different seasons, different, different people need different things. Um, but the challenge is to just have your, your heart um, tuned to the spirit to have your eyes able to see where perhaps you as a member of the body of Christ are being called to encourage others. So we challenge others, but we're also ready to be challenged ourselves. We receive encouragement, but we're also ready to give encouragement to others. And so then that leads me to the, the sort of the, the, the last thing of that Hebrews passage that we touched on. It was around encourage, challenge, encouragement, and gathering together. I'm just going to read from, um, from John 13, verse 34. It says, um, So now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. For me, this, I know at first glance, it doesn't seem to speak about our, our coming together um, and our physical gathering. But for me, it reminds me that church is not about um, chatting with an acquaintance for 20 minutes in the foyer on a Sunday before I nip home for lunch. It's not about getting on a roster to help clean the church. It's not about showing up for church and sitting with my mates, drinking a coffee and then going home. It's not about serving on a help roster. It's not about running a ministry. It's not about those things. The gathering together of God's people is about challenging one another and being challenged. It is about encouraging one another and being encouraged. It's about loving one another and acting out of genuine care for one another. And even though we cannot physically be together at the moment, we can still do those things. We can still uh, be in the habit of meeting one another in whatever way that that is. And don't get me wrong, on that joyous, joyous day when we get back together, there will be chatting in the foyer. There will be, the coffee machine will be pumping. That we will be here and we will be enjoying those chats and we won't be trying to duck home after 20 minutes. We'll be really enjoying that time. I'm not saying that those things are, are bad things at all. I, I love my little chats on a Sunday and I love seeing everybody's faces on a Sunday. But that is not all of what um, church is about. That's not the substance of what the church is about. My prayer is that when we come back together, that we are able to take fresh steps toward church and how we do community together. That we will build a community that serves together out of love. That serves one another and our wider community out of the love that we have for one another and the love that God has for us. And actually the promise is that 
the way we love each other will show the community, will show the world that we are disciples of Jesus because it will be such a radical, genuine and sincere love full of challenge and encouragement. I pray that we won't consume church community, that we will participate in it. We won't consume it, but we will participate in it. And so we will serve on rosters and we will, um, you know, mow lawns or serve coffee or we will be present uh, with God's people. But it won't be done out of routine or um, religious sort of circumstance. It will be done um, out of love. We will all take part in the call to gather together uh, physically and challenge and encourage one another. So until then... Until then, can I challenge and encourage you to, to call your friends, to reach out to them, to FaceTime, to Zoom, to uh, text, to Facebook, to Instagram, to, to find ways to communicate together, to, to write letters and postcards and, and reach out to one another to reach out to one another until we can physically be in community together again. Perhaps even if you serve in a ministry in church um, that you think does, doesn't function in this time, I challenge you to pray about how that ministry could be used for the encouragement of those around you. Now, don't hear this as a cry for help, but I... Um, the, the lawn in my backyard is up to my shins and, in fact, I will probably be mowing it um, today. But uh, I was looking at it thinking, I wonder who else um, might need their lawn mowed. Um, and I was thinking, I wonder if there, there's, there's people at church who are normally on a lawn mowing team who would love to mow someone's lawn. Now, that's just an example, but I just I, I challenge you to, to think about um, the way we do community together and how what you have to offer could be... Um, could be beneficial for, for the body of Christ, for community together, for engaging in that because uh, the way we love one another will uh, show and reveal to others um, who Jesus is and that's pretty important in our community. So thank you for joining with us this morning. Next week we're going to dive into uh, what our next steps into mission might look like in this season but um, I challenge you and I encourage you this Sunday. We love you and we're praying for you. Be blessed this week as you go.